Bem-vindos ao podcast Trilingue, um podcast que falamos inglês, português e várias bostas. Eu sou o Fábio, eu morei nos Estados Unidos por 4 anos. E eu sou a Gabi, eu morei na Austrália por 4 anos. Esse é um podcast com uma pegada um pouco diferente. Nós vamos falar sobre coisas corriqueiras, só que em inglês. E aí, seus trilinguers? Estamos de volta, mais um episódio maravilhoso nessa sua terça-feira, de manhã, tarde, à noite, ou qualquer outro dia que você esteja ouvindo. Como você está? Pois é. Quero que ouçam todos os dias, né? Ouçam, reouçam, recomendem aos amigos e tudo mais. É, e daí ouça mais uma vez. Por quê, né? Tá treinando inglês ou tá treinando inglês? Quer, quer o quê? O que, que você quer da gente? Quer que fale mais devagar? Quer que fale mais rápido? Quer que fale de trás para frente? Nossa Dá senhora! Suas, suas dicas aí. <risos> Também não abusa da habilidade, né? <risos> Mas estamos aqui por um, assim um marco muito importante na história desse podcast. Mentira. Nós, vocês que ouvem avidamente desde os primórdios da Gabi nesse podcast como host, Verdade. sabe da história do Golperson, o a famoso Golperson. Gol. A saga do Golperson chegou, do... não diria um fim, né? Mas se isso fosse uma comédia romântica, chegaria, teríamos chegado ao fim. Pois em que é. o casal finalmente fica junto, fofos, e tem um super ato romântico que... Super? Traz, traz um... Vamos exagerar, assim, né? Foi um ato romântico. Não. Não foi um super ato romântico. Há controvérsias. <risos> Tell me, from your perspective, what was this great, majestic, romantic gesture from Mr. Golpersom himself. Okay, so first, when you said romantic comedy, com uh, comedy, uh? <laughs> when you said romantic comedy, <laughs> um, focus on the comedy part, because when he, um, you know, gave me that surprise, I was not expecting it to say the least and it was just so funny but I'll tell from the beginning um we were in Gonçalves for the weekend and I had booked the Airbnb for his birthday so as a as a gift so I wasn't expecting anything to happen you know we were just out having some beers and the night before he didn't have great sleep and I did not suspect anything and I was like okay It's okay, baby, we can go home and you can, you know, take a nap or something. You're not feeling well. Um, and then we went to this beer, like this um, craft beer place. And then um, craft beer is like cerveja artesanal for those of you who don't know. So we went to this craft beer place in Gonçalves and he just you know the ladies that we booked the airbnb asked for the key because they needed to change the um gas and i was like what you need to change the gas while i'm there that's so weird <laughs> i was so suspicious you were a little bit suspicious yeah but not of him i was like are they gonna steal us are they gonna take photos of, of the place i don't know Are they gonna steal my panties? I just didn't know what was gonna happen because it was a beautiful um, cabin, but they had heaps of like naked women photos all over the place, and it was kind of weird. Um, That's a bit. So, I don't know how to react to that. Yeah, in the bathroom there were like naked women, and I was like, "What?" Anyways, um, so it was weird placement. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> He Not said, "Very artistic." I'm gonna more jerk like off creepy. while I poo. 
and then I was like, "That's disgusting! What the fuck?" Is yeah, that started off like not that well. <laughs> yeah, no, it's funny. We joke a lot, so I I just laugh yeah. and I was like, "You're disgusting." And then um, we came back home after they changed the gas, and then I went to the bathroom. And I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, mm, I'm going to take off my clothes. And then I took off my clothes. <laughs> like, that's the, the only conclusion you can have. Walk in the bathroom like, mm, I look good today. Yeah. How do I look without my clothes? Yeah, literally. Because I was wearing like a um, lingerie like uh, set. So I was like, okay, I'm going to come out of the bathroom and I'm going to seduce him because he, he wants to go to sleep. So, you know, let me help him. And then uh, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I came out of the bathroom on my underwear and I didn't notice he was filming it. He was filming it from the, you know, the chest up, but I didn't notice he was filming it at all. He's like, oh yeah, let's go to the, bath- the, to the bathroom, to the room. I want to sleep. I was like, okay, let's go to the room. You, and then- How I, did you not notice? I, I don't know. And no, I did not notice. I opened the door and then there were like, petals all over the place and like this uh g with lights on and like heaps of little um candle lights that were uh, electronic and this huge balloon saying would you would you be my girlfriend and photos of us and all this shit i was like what the fuck <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like you can't film me i'm naked <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> you and were then, in your lingerie because i saw the video of the balloons and the pictures and it was super romantic and cheesy yeah. and awesome for you guys but like you were in your lingerie not expecting that no and wow. you see if you hear the video of the big reveal it's hilarious because <laughs> this shows how fucking weird we are because i just started laughing i was like yeah. I was laughing and they started laughing with me and we were like he was like you're so weird and I was like no you're weird and anyways so funny that video just makes me laugh and cry at the same time because it's hilarious um well conclusion is that he gave me a ring and then I posted it on my Instagram and every single person that lives overseas thought I was engaged like everyone oh yeah everyone it's not common guys it's not common to get like a actual proposal or you know to date someone and get a ring and this is actually the first time that I'm wearing a ring while I'm dating someone because I only did that when I was basically engaged with like a promise ring I don't know what the fuck this is but it's pretty so I'm, I'm that's wearing. Brazilian at its finest like <laughs> I don't think any other place uses a ring to symbolize dating yeah i don't think so either um but yeah that that was a great act like gesture what about you fabio i think you have you dated with a ring before i have when i was 14 first girlfriend i gave her not actually not only one i gave her two rings oh wow because yeah the first one she liked a little bit but I waited to see if it was her right size so we can engrave the names inside, which I did later. But then she complained for about a year that I didn't engrave the dates as oh. well. You know, okay. the, the date, I don't know, when, when, whenever we kissed. So I gave her a second ring, like, 
on our first year and a month after we broke up. Oh my god. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure I still have both of them home. <laughs> At least I had them. Yeah, like, sad story. That's hilarious. But I, do I did have a one. Teenager though. Like that's the feeling. Like I'm a yes! old. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it is pretty much teenager. I give shit to my sister for using it. She also uses it. I gave a little bit of shit to her. I think my mom uses it too with her boyfriend. Yeah, I think so because I saw it in her hand yeah. the other day. <laughs> I'm like, if my mom can pull that off, you can definitely do it. It's not that teenager of a thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what my psychologist said when I was like, I, <laughs> I was, I was already problematizing it. Like, I was already making it a big issue. <laughs> So that was a big, bold move out of him because he knew that probably you would like a nice proposal like that, but not the ring. The ring was his idea. Oh, no, that was like a lot of pressure from my side. For the ring or for the proposal? For all of it, because that motherfucker, as you might remember from the past interactions in this podcast, he would just constantly use that that we were not dating and that i didn't have a ring as an argument for doing bad stupid shit and i'm like including um answering his ex-girlfriend's texts so yeah that's fucked up yeah he did that once and then he he regretted it so much and then yeah i i thought he was gonna cry the day that i was <laughs> i was telling him yeah I was giving him. You're like he, reg- he regretted it so much because I made him regret <laughs> yeah. that shit. As I didn't leave him alone. It's not a beautiful thing to date me. If I were you listening, <laughs> never want to date me. Believe me, it's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. You can ask. You have my to really. Boyfriends, they'll say you the same. <laughs> Dude, whoever dates Gabby definitely loves her. They're like, for yeah. sure. For sure. You are not an easy person. No, thank God. <laughs> wow. But yeah. Pretty hard, but he did put a ring on that finger. Yeah, yeah. And I like the the smaller, more intimate setting because I think it was more us and less like exhibitionist because I had a bigger proposal once for my almost engagement and you lived that yeah a public engagement like speech or proposal that's i I was gonna ask that don't you know about i don't know and the horse carriage and like bringing me definitely not oh okay (laughs) okay so let me tell you all that story so fabio gets an inside picture of my past uh proposals um i was dating for two years and i went to pakistan to see my boyfriend and i was just lost i was like i don't fucking know this country i don't fucking know these people i don't get the culture i was just like lost and i was wearing this kind of sort of revealing jumpsuit but it wasn't really revealing it just showed my arms but it also showed my tattoo all of them so it was kind of revealing because I have a middle chest tattoo. So it was showing that too. Um, and 
we were late. Like he had told me that we were going to this place. Like it's a, it was a restaurant in the old town of Pakistan, which is where all the temples and, you know, the, the castles are and the, all the, all the shit from the, the past empires and shit. So anyways, we went there and we went there almost two hours after our reservation or booking. And as we get there, he's like, get out of the car. I was like, no, like he just stopped the car on a very empty street with no lights in Pakistan. <laughs> and he's like, get out of the car. I was like, this motherfucker is going to rape me and he's going to throw me on the fucking, you know, sidewalk or whatever the fuck after he kills me. I was like, I'm not, I'm not leaving it. And my passport was in the car. I was like, I'm fucking not leaving this car. I'm, not- I'm definitely not leaving this car. Like, come on, are you crazy? Do you think I'm insane? Yeah, exactly. So that's what I said. And he's like, no, don't worry. My friends are here. Look, look, my friends are here. Don't get the car. I was like, okay, okay. I left the car. <laughs> and just like a reminder, I was even worse than I am today back then. Like I was such a control freak. Like nothing could go like outside of my plan. And I hated hated and i hate until this day public attention unnecessary public attention i was so uncomfortable i i just did not like that and i was not only like you know very strict vegan but i was a very um active advocate for it and nowadays i'm a little bit more flexible but back then i was totally unflexible um so we get out of the car And he walks me towards a horse carriage. What is my first reaction? Not, oh my God, baby, how, how cute. I'm like, a fucking horse carriage? Are you <laughs> fucking with me? I'm a vegan. You can't fucking put me to support this animal cruelty. And then I just remember his face. And I feel bad for him because he was, you know, he tried so hard and I was just giving him shit. And then he's like, um asking the guy desperately please don't hit the horses in front of her otherwise she's gonna kill me please don't hit the horses and I was like okay okay we got out and then we got into a tuk-tuk you know what is a tuk-tuk yeah but do explain here it's like a three-wheeled <laughs> bicycle but it has like a motor so there's a person on the front that uh rides it and then there are two seats on the back so we got into a tuk-tuk And then he started like a romantic comedy as well with, you know, his friends holding up um, a sign saying, welcome to Pakistan. It's so good to have you here. Um, everywhere I went, somebody gave me a rose. So I had like heaps of roses in my hands. And How then, many places did you go? Like we went around the old city, the old town. And then we stopped in front of the restaurant where we were uh, welcomed by a I don't know if that's the most socially correct word, but a dwarf. Probably not. It's no, the other. Small person. A small person. I actually know that one. Very the good. Person. So we were res- uh, welcomed by a small person. And then we got in. And there was a huge line to get into the elevator. And then just, you know, send us through. We went up. And then I got a glimpse of all his friends waiting for us. I was like, And then we went up <laughs> on the stairs and I was wearing heels and the jumpsuit. And I was going up the stairs, having a panic attack. I could not fucking breathe. 
because I was so uncomfortable and my legs were shaking and I tripped twice and almost fell on the stairs in front of everyone. But anyways, we got to the top. There was a table at the end with rose petals and, and candle lights and balloons and what the fuck else? I don't fucking know. He just set me there. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave another second of this shit. And I just sat there like hating my life. Well, while all his friends came through and, you know, gave me gifts and like shit like that. And then I was waiting for him. And then he came with a band. A band? And mind you, that place was like the most expensive restaurant in the whole of old town Pakistan with a view to the mosque and like a view to the um, castle. And we were at the most privileged table and it was a huge table and everyone was staring at us and then he came last with a band playing our song Afrin Afrin and then he just literally kneeled in front of every fucking one and gave me a ring and then he asked me would you be my girlfriend and I was like if I say yes would you stop this shit <laughs> that was my <laughs> <answer>. <laughs> literally the most uncomfortable night of my life. I hated every fucking second of it. There you that go. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. Why do you, I don't know. I don't, I, me as well. I don't fuck with the idea of involving a lot of people in that big of a decision or a moment. It feels kind of weird. I don't like people kneeling in front of me. That's weird. <laughs> Why would you kneel? I'm not, I'm not a goddess. Like, I'm nobody to be, you know, venerada. Don't even know how to say the fucking word. Praised. Praised, yeah. Like that. Like, not as a goddess or something. Because, I don't know. Have you ever had someone kneel in front of you? Not as a joke? Or worshipped, maybe better. Worship, yeah. In that sense, yeah. Worship is better. I've never had anyone kneel for me. Like, never. The most... The closest I got to those in, in Festa Junina, whenever you, you kneel and you put the finger up so someone can dance around you, that's the most I've done. Okay, so you don't get, you probably won't get the feeling, but when um, Golper's yeah, came won't. in front of me to ask me to be his girlfriend, we were in a private setting. My first he reaction, yeah, he kneeled. My first reaction was kneel with him because I don't like it. <laughs> Cool. I don't like that. I, I feel like it's unnecessary. And so, I don't know, like, and you know, what's the funniest part about that proposal was that I was telling him in that same afternoon that if he didn't have money for the rings, I would buy it for us. And I would ask him to be <laughs> boyfriend instead of him asking me to be his girlfriend. <laughs> That's so, fair. There are no roles for genders here. I hate that. Yeah. I, I, I'm so against putting expectations like, would you let your girlfriend take you out for dinner? For example, if you didn't have money to go out and you're like, oh, yeah, she wants to go out. Would you rather tell her no and stay home or, you know, she'll pay for you this time. But next time you pay for her. No, go ahead. Pay for me. I don't care at all. I think that's so normal and acceptable. But I feel like in Brazil, guys have such a weird standard for not letting girls pay for them it's weird really that happens a lot around here i mean every single time that i went out with someone that was a topic of discussion on 
you paid too much for me. Why do you have to pay for me? Blah, blah, blah. Let's not go out. I'm like, I don't fucking care. I just want to go out. I don't care. Yeah. Thing, you know, I just want to go out. If I'm like the girls, if I want to go out and they don't have money, I'll pay for them. I don't care. Yeah. I want to go out. Pretty I much. I felt like that was a stigma in the US. The guys always had to pay the, the bill. And that happened a lot whenever we had formals, which were for you listening who doesn't know. Formal is like a, a trip you take with your fraternity, which is kind of a republica in the in colleges in the US. And they have a trip that they do every semester. Usually they go, everyone goes to Vegas or Colorado in my in my case, to a, a ski mountain resort and, and just take a date. And you usually pay for everything. You pay for the rooms, you pay for the meals, you pay for the alcohol, which was super weird because like, why the fuck do I have to pay for everything for this girl? That's so weird. That's fucked up. Yeah, and it was kind of expected, which was I think not cool. Australia and US, at least all my girlfriends, like my friends that are girls from these places. And girlfriend, by the way, can also be a friend that is a girl. Like people use that in outside of, you know, on English speaking countries. Anyways, my girlfriends from outside, they um, would always say like, girl, you need to let them pay. Like you need to let to see, you need to see if the guy is willing to pay for you and like, you know, give you everything and blah, 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 and be a sugar baby. And I'm like, I actually had friends dating older men just to be sugar babies, like just to get everything paid. So they would literally have sex with a 40-year-old just so they would pay for their meal. And they had money. They were not poor. That's like yeah. a weird as fuck concept. It is. I don't get it. Me neither. It's weird. I love when I love sharing. I don't think I don't remember the last time I I mean, I guess I paid once for someone that wasn't that well known. But it was just chill like okay i paid uh, not really a big deal yeah but usually sharing is better always yeah sharing is better it is always better but i don't mind people paying for me or me paying for them that's a great point but the one thing that, that's very interesting which is kneeling for a girl like proposing for someone to be your girlfriend is usually weird because it's not a full proposal. So what did you act? What do you actually do sometimes? I I had that question last time I, I dated. I didn't know what to do. Like, do I have to make something out of this? How how do I pop the question? And Golpi went all yeah. out with like things. I think that is, um that is a great question. Like I've heard stories of you know big romantic gestures on uh proposals like to be your girlfriend and shit um i had an ex-boyfriend that once proposed to me in the supermarket <laughs> he, um he hijacked my dad to take me to the supermarket to buy something for my mom and as i got there <clears throat> um i got out of the car and he was there with 99 roses because he gave me one rose on our first date he was there with 99 roses, my friend singing on like a guitar, whatever he thought was our song. And then he asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, 
I fucking hate you. What the fuck are you doing? This bloody public romantic gesture, but he didn't give me a ring. So that's one step. Um, that's one situation, I guess. I had people ask me to be their girlfriend, like, would you be my girlfriend? And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, did I like them? No. Did I just want to have sex? Yeah. But, you know, that's life too. We also do these kind of shit. That's a mistake. <laughs> don't go for the guy that don't ask you properly. <laughs> Lesson learned. <laughs> oh my God, I did that. I only did that. I never, I don't think, I, I think my, for my first relationship, I popped the question really nicely. Mm -hmm. But the last time I was How super nervous. I didn't know if the person wanted to do it. How did you ask? I was like, that? yeah, I was super nervous. It was right after carnival mm -hmm. so we just went out to to eat and we were talking about we always talked about our situation mm -hmm. and we decided to go exclusive which is something that she asked like would, would you like to go exclusive and i'm like I, I already had the idea of popping the question but i don't know i was super nervous in the later that night and i was like i don't know if i should say it or not so i just asked like would you like to date me something like that Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure that is nice for some people. Some people like that, you know? I think it's a it's also a gesture, regardless. Like you ask yeah. because you know, not knowing where you stand in society, even though you might not give a fuck about labels, is still something. You still get oh no, you know, insecure without it. But people definitely talk about it. Like talking about it is essential. Like yeah. you should know where the other person lies and what are your expectations and that person's expectations. Yeah, exactly. I was just saying that I don't overvalue big gestures, but at the same time, I value some gesture. I think that's that's where it lies. Yeah, it was thought out. It just wasn't like magnificent with pictures and a band and the best place in town. I know. It was, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> something I popped drunk which is something I did before. I've done that too. <laughs> yeah, shit happens. Yeah, mistakes. Don't ever ask someone to date you while you're drunk. You will regret it the next day. <laughs> or the next I have a friend that did it. Vomiting yeah. in the bathroom. <laughs> I have a friend that did that and lasted for like 12 hours. Whenever he woke up, he was like, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> you uh, know, he was quick on catch his mistakes. But whenever I was little or younger, Mm -hmm. I I actually had those ideas of great romantic gestures. I don't know why. I think Hitch. I don't know if you ever watched Hitch with Will Smith, which oh, yeah. is something that shaped my young adult life because I always thought that that was the way to get girls because the movie talks about how to get girls, mm -hmm. which made perfect sense to me who couldn't get girls and wanted to. So I thought life was a big romantic gesture until I realized does not work like that yeah girls overvalue guys that treat them like shit and they want to change that guy that treats them like shit that is the whole life mission of women that can't be happy with men like that is that was me i know but then you go to a good psychologist and you work your mm -hmm. shit out and you realize that the good guys are the rare ones and there are lots of shit men out there because of that same concept of, you know, you can't be overly nice to a girl. Otherwise, she'll treat you like shit. 
And there are lots of good guys with shitty girls because of the same fucking reason. Because they think that a girl that treats them like shit is better than a girl that treats them nicely because, you know, they have to invert the roles. I don't know if you ever lived through that, but in my last relationship, whenever I was being nice to my ex-boyfriend, he would treat me like shit. And whenever I would treat him like shit, he would be super nice to me. And that's the concept of losing one person and valuing them. And then after, you know, they're back into your hands, you go back to being a dick and then you keep on playing like that. Yeah, I think those are types of attachments. Like they're, they have those defined, like they have the ones that avoid, mm-hmm. avoidant attachment. I don't know if that's really how it, they're called. And there's the one that likes attention. So they mix together whenever you think you're, away from that person you're like okay i want to give them attention right now and then when it comes reality you just freak out and you don't want to do it anymore which is like people that are actually together and back and forth and not working at all Mm -hmm. that does happen a lot i don't remember my first relationship i think it was like shittier on that sense that i worshiped the person and she treated me not as nicely i think Mm -hmm. but after that it didn't happen that that much what i experienced is yeah i feel like we shifted from wanting people that treats us poorly i think we 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 are understanding at least women are understanding way better now that it's not your job to make some shitty dude a better person definitely not like don't stick to it i don't know i know like a whole ton of girls that are still stuck into that like yeah for sure there's still a lot of people doing it but we're talking about it yeah which is something i've never heard before yeah that's that's a topic i think we should bring a psychologist the next time so we can discuss this better because i think it's that would be fucking awesome yeah i was i always talk to my psychologist about these things and like he says about these attachment things and like control Mm -hmm. and whatever the fuck the name is but i don't remember it so I think it would be so interesting <laughs> to hear a psychologist explaining this kind of relationships live. So that's a homework for us, finding someone yeah. to and tell a relationship us episode. Would be great from a, from an expert, not from two people who barely know their, what they're talking about. But yeah. we kind of know because we went through relationships quite successfully and not successfully and learned a lot from it. Successfully. Define a successful relationship, Fabio. Yeah, there's no way of actually doing it. No, like I'm, I'm in constant fear of not being the right thing for me. <laughs> you know, after so many failed relationships, including one of four years and an almost engagement, it just lingers in my head. Yeah, I think sometimes they just work out and then eventually they just stop working out. Or maybe they don't, and I've never, I don't know. But usually you can just, the one thing I I can tell you is definitely do not cut something short. Like, let it end. If it's going to end, let it end. If you're scared that it is ending, let it end. Like, you don't want to cut the thing before it actually ends. I don't think that's a good way of doing it. No, no, that that's not what I was uh, thinking. I was thinking more of making it, you know, when you um, go extremely fast with something because you're afraid of losing it. 
And I don't even think about it as a person, but as a feeling of being with someone or having someone to rely on. And I don't know, for like for me, I know that I had I didn't have the most stable childhood. And I think that makes me want that stability more than a normal yeah. person. And also fear it. I fear being alone. I fear being without that happily ever after that was promised me, but you know, to me by so many movies. But I'm trying to work, work it out. But sometimes I doubt myself. I'm like, am I am I really this invested in this relationship? Or am I just making another mistake because of my fear of being alone? And I'm not talking about golpy. I'm talking about like I've done this before, you know, my mm-hmm. hidden else that I've been pretty reckless before with dating because I had some shitty people in my story, as we know. (laughs) So yeah, anyways, just food for thought for the listeners and for you to- Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The thing I stuck with is, do I like this person? And if you still like that person and the dynamic works, keep going, keep doing it. Sometimes it's going to get shitty. Sometimes it's going to get good. There are going to be things that you like that you don't like. But in the end, it, you like that actual person and everything she brings or he brings to the table. So it becomes really hard. If you feel like you still like the person, you're doing good. If you feel like you don't like the person, but you're trying to find reasons to stick to it, then you're probably just scared of being alone. Yeah. I think one last thing or one last thing about this is it sucks when it's your brain against like your reason, you know, for example, if you are different on an ethical level for one thing that to you, your entire life, you thought was undiscussable, but everything else is right. It is insane how that one thing, not because it actually bothers you, but because you told yourself it should bother you will make your life and your relationship so much harder. Yeah. Yeah, I think sometimes we may just have to let go from a few beliefs and not be that stubborn. Yeah, for sure. It's life slapping you in the face. Like, maybe you shouldn't care that much about that thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're just thinking about why. Like, is this really affecting me as much as I'm playing it out? why am I playing this out this way? Like, why am I fighting with this person? But yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy how being in a mature relationship teaches you something new about yourself every day and every week and how much having help like a psychologist and friends to talk about it actually makes you realize things that you never thought you would admit to yourself. It's crazy, but it's That's great. That's a great point. I loved it. We can wrap it up at that because I just can't beat that. (laughs) So good. Thank you, everyone. And um, I hope that soon we'll bring a psychologist to the table and we can discuss more romance and personal development related. Exactly. And if you are a psychologist and listening to this, send us a DM. And if you're not, follow us. It's you. I'm talking about you, Lucas. You have to come. He's shy. You're he the one. Him, but he's a psychologist. So we should drag The chosen him. one. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're being dragged. You're Sorry, being buddy. Dragged. <laughs> Amazing. There's no way out for you. 
Thanks, guys. See you soon. Thank you. Bye.